Welcome to Finding My Fit, your go-to podcast for all things women's health, self-love and eating disorder recovery. If you enjoy the podcast, I would absolutely love for you to leave me a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. And if you're interested in self-love and gratitude and self-reflection as much as I am, you are bound to absolutely love my Etsy products. My Etsy shop is called Finding My Fit Store and it's linked in the show notes of every single podcast episode. And with that being said, let's get on into today's episode. I really hope you guys enjoy. and welcome back to the podcast Finding My Fit. I'm Athena, your host, and today we're talking all about productivity. So I'm going to give my sort of top tips on how you can be more productive. I am very productive, but sometimes I'm a bit too productive, as in I'm that kind of person that will get up at 7am and I'll still be working at half 10 in the evening and I feel guilty for even stopping at that time. So I can be very much too productive, overproductive, to the point where I burn out but I'm hoping that if you are the opposite of me and you're kind of struggling with that motivation you're struggling with knowing how to be productive then this episode will help you. So the first tip that I would give to anybody when it comes to increasing productivity is quite an obvious one but you know a an important one nonetheless is just start. If you want to be productive you need to start like no one No one ever did anything successful or productive by just sitting there and doing nothing. A huge thing for productivity, I feel like, makes such a huge difference, but it's not something that people really think about very much, is getting up at a decent time and having a kind of vague schedule for the day ahead. It's no good getting up at 10am or 11am or midday and then trying to get in a bunch of work and trying to cram everything into just a few hours of the afternoon before you have your dinner and then settle down and relax for the evening. You're really, really limiting the amount that you can get done if you get up late. And of course, I understand that some people have jobs where they get in at 2am, 3am. When I used to work at Weatherspoons, I was um, a bar staff at Weatherspoons, and sometimes I finished work at 2am, and I didn't get home until 3 in that case, the next day I woke up at like 11am because I needed a lie-in. I'd only just got about seven hours sleep even when I woke up at midday. So I only got around seven to eight hours sleep even when I'd slept until midday. So I do understand that it can be difficult for some people to get in that early morning start when they have a late night job. But I guess in this case, you would kind of shift all of this that I'm going to say today onto your days off. So if you are off one night, then the next day, maybe set your alarm for 7 or 8am so you can get up and get loads done in your day off. Yeah, the first, or I guess the first tip was just to start, but the second tip is to get up at a decent time and have a vague schedule if you can. Getting up super early just gives you those extra hours in the day where you can get stuff done. It's going to make you less stressed because you've got more hours to get in the work that you want to achieve. For me, I get up at about 7am every day, I go straight to the gym and then when I get back it's usually about uh, it's about half 8 to 9 o'clock depending on how much time I spend in the gym. So from the moment I've woken up to getting back home from the gym, it's been about two hours in total. And that leaves me literally with the whole day ahead to get my work done. 
and it still leaves me time to relax in the evenings and also to take regular Blake Blakes regular Blakes regular breaks throughout the day and when I mention having a vague schedule I know there are some people out there that like to have an exact schedule that is you know they'll use Google Calendar they'll set out exact time blocks for everything that they need to get done and I have tried this before and I used to swear by using Google Calendar to time block so I would look at my week ahead I would set out I don't know two hours to do writing and then an hour to plan a podcast and another half an hour to record it blah 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 and that would be my day and it did really help to kind of keep me organized but I did find with Google Calendar that I would set a schedule and I would have everything perfectly laid out and planned but then I either got distracted or something else came up or I just ended up rearranging all of the stuff that I'd already planned out so I never actually ended up sticking to the schedule and I found Google Calendar was more helpful for me to use as a general to-do list as opposed to creating an exact schedule that I needed to stick to so find what works best for you some people like google calendar some people like writing out a to-do list some people use a journal some people write it out on their iphone notes app some people just keep it in their heads but i I wouldn't really recommend to keep it in your head if you do have a lot to do but find what works best for you whether that's writing it calendar blah 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 there'll be something for you you just need to kind of trial and error to find out what you like the most The next thing when it comes to being productive is to be organised and this kind of ties into what I've just said with the to-do list and writing down exactly what you need to do each week. I like to separate things into urgent or priority tasks and other tasks and I have um, an Etsy. I actually sell digital planners and journals on Etsy it's finding my fit store if you want to check any of them out but one of those um, products that I sell is a daily journal and on the daily journal there is space for three priority tasks and three other tasks so each day I write out in so each day I write my journal for the day on that to-do list I can put a maximum of six things so the three priority tasks are usually things like my writing my podcast or any particular editing or deadlines that I've got for the next few days, I'll try and get them in the urgent to-do list. And then the other to-do list is things that I could do that day if I've got the time, but they're not priority. They don't need to be done on that exact day and they can be pushed back a few days if I don't get them done. So I would really recommend you to use that kind of three priority, three other task kind of schedule because it helps you not get overwhelmed with two million things on your to-do list every day because nobody has time to do all of that and it's very easy to write something on a to-do list and think oh I'll do it later I'll find time but then you just don't find the time because you have a million other things to do and I do find that when I put fewer things on my to-do list I actually get them done and I don't feel overwhelmed and stressed. And I also feel amazing at the end of the day because I've done everything I set myself out to do, which was only the three to six things that I told myself in the morning. Whereas if you write down about 10 to 20 tasks and you don't get them done, you're going to feel crappy at the end of the day because you haven't got through everything that you wanted to, even though in reality you were never going to anyway because there's way too much on there. So yeah, that point really, I kind of rambled on, but stay organised, write your to-do list, but don't put too much on there that you feel overwhelmed because sometimes that can lead to a decrease in productivity. 
I've already mentioned Google Calendar a little bit before. Now, like I said, I don't really use it myself because I'm very erratic with the way I do things. I like to, I don't know, I just don't like sticking to an exact schedule every week because a lot of things kind of pop up for me. You know, I have things that come up on the day and blah, 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 and all this kind of thing. So it doesn't work for me, but if it works for you, I would say to time block and use Google Calendar or use your diary to block out particular amounts of time for each task throughout the week. What is great about Google Calendar is that you can actually colour code the time blocks. So if you have, say, a podcast and you want to set aside two hours each day for the podcast, you can colour it in red. And then every time you see red on your calendar, you know it's something to do with your podcast. So that's really helpful. I guess if you write it out, you could get highlighters and do the same thing. You can colour code with highlighters or felt it pens, whatever works best for you. The next thing when it comes to being productive is to remove distractions. This includes your phone, unfortunately. You know, if you feel like you can't avoid going on your phone, if it's right next to you and, you know, those notifications are popping up. In fact, literally just as I said that, my phone lit up with an Instagram notification and I looked immediately at it. It's like we're conditioned to look at our phones as soon as it lights up because we want that dopamine hit. We want to know what people are commenting on our posts. We want to know what's going on in the world. So if you can't not look at your phone or if you find yourself getting very distracted with your phone when you're trying to be productive either turn it on the DND, the do not disturb, so put the little kind of moon icon on on your iPhone or just move it into another room or just turn it off. Any of these things, just get it out of your way, get it out of your sight, make sure it doesn't light up and distract you from your work. Wherever you might be, the phone can be a distraction and I know a lot of us want our phones next to us in case of emergencies but in reality how how likely is it that you're going to have an emergency in that one hour that you need to do some work and if you do want it next to you and you're worried about emergencies then keep your phone next to you but maybe turn it the other way around so that you're not going to see when it lights up with the Instagram notifications, but you're going to be aware if it starts ringing if you have an emergency. So that's just a really great tactic to stop yourself from getting distracted. The next thing is to say no to things if they don't bring you any benefit. And this is something that's quite difficult to do. It's very easily said, but not easily done. Especially if you're a people pleaser, you want to help out people as much as you can. You don't want to let people down. I I struggle saying no to things when it's to do with my job. So if if someone wants me to if someone wants me to record with them on a particular day, but I'm super duper busy that day. I've got a really full schedule. I struggle with saying no sometimes because I don't want to let them down. I don't want to be difficult. I just want to accommodate them as much as I can. So I'll try and fit them into my schedule. And then sometimes I can just feel really overwhelmed because I didn't actually have time to put that podcast in on that day, but I did anyway. So really learning to say no when things just don't fit very well into your schedule. People won't mind if you say no to something or if you ask if it can be rearranged. Really, it's about you and what works best for your schedule so that you don't feel overwhelmed. If something brings you anxiety or it seems like it's going to be a waste of your time and energy, then just don't do it. Don't go to that event. Don't do that podcast, whatever it is. 
Of course, it's about finding a balance with this kind of thing. Say no to some things, but say yes to others. And really, it's down to you to decide what you want to say yes and no to. My next productivity tip is to keep a notepad and a pen in case you get ideas that pop into your head. I do this a lot with... um, I actually use my notes app on my phone and I do it a lot with podcast episode ideas. So if I'm just walking down the street and a random podcast episode idea comes into my head or I think of something that I can add into a future episode or I think of a Instagram post or a reel that I could create, then I will quickly get out my phone and I'll write it on my notes. So I have a bunch of notes on my phone that are to do with kind of ideas and little bits and bobs that I want to include in my content. And I recommend you do the same. If you are sat at a desk, it might be easier to keep a notepad and pen. Or if you prefer digitally to keep your notes like I do, then do it on your phone. And I just find that it's a really great idea to... I I don't know. I just think sometimes when you're trying to be productive and your brain just goes off on one and it starts thinking about something completely different, you can get very distracted. And then you might start to worry that you're going to forget the ideas that have just come into your head. So just by writing it down and getting it out of your head, you can then go back to the task you were originally doing and carry on being productive in that task. A hugely, hugely important top tip when it comes to being productive is to keep your desk and your room tidy. Keep your workspace tidy. Nobody wants to sit at a desk that is full of clutter because it's going to be distracting. I just find when I have a really clear space, I feel like my brain is cleared and I can really focus and concentrate. If you love your stationery, maybe get a little organizer like um you know you can get those little trays where you can put different bits of paper in have that on your desk have a little pencil and pen holder put your notepad to the side and just get it looking really neat and inviting and then you're going to want to sit at your desk and do work the next one is a bit of a rogue one and i don't know whether people are gonna really care about this i guess it depends on whether your job is digital or whether you need the internet to do your work but make sure that you have a good internet connection. I know for me, where I live at the moment, I rent and it's quite a big kind of block of apartments and the internet is not the best. And I find when it cuts out or when it's the connection is unstable, it really just distracts me because it gets me annoyed and then I get completely thrown off track. I forget what I'm doing and it takes me like a good 10 minutes to actually get back into what I was doing when the internet cuts out. And it can really just put you on a downer and in a bad mood. It might just be me, but maybe some of you are the same. And similarly, if you are doing work and one web page is taking about 10 minutes to load, you're really not going to get very much done. You're going to be very unproductive that day because you've spent most of it waiting for web pages to load. So if you can, try and upgrade your internet or just make sure that connection is stable. Another great productivity tip that I've heard quite a few people bouncing around, and I think this originally came from Tim Ferriss. Is that his name? I think it was him. No, it might not have been him. Whoever it is, if you just search Eat the Frog online, you might have a few dodgy things popping up at first, but if you put Eat the Frog productivity hack, then you might get the right thing that I'm talking about right now. But this is a kind of technique that a lot of people used But don't worry, this is a vegan productivity tip. No frogs are harmed in the making of this tip. But if you type in eat the frog productivity hack on Google, 
it will come up with a particular technique that is used by many people and it basically means doing the thing that you're dreading the most or the biggest task that you have for the day first thing do it before you do anything else that day the most challenging task, the most difficult one, the one that's going to take the most time, the one that's going to take the most energy, get that one out of the way, get it done first thing and then you can focus on the other more enjoyable or less daunting tasks because if you think about it, if you, I mean I've always naturally been an eat the frog kind of person, that sounds really weird but you know what I mean, I'm, I'm a vegan, don't worry I'm not eating any frogs but I eat the frog as in, I always do the thing that I hate the most first because I just want to get it out of my way. And if it's a big daunting task, I really want to get that done so that I can enjoy the rest of my day doing nicer things. And I really recommend you do the same because it increases your productivity. As you go throughout the day, you're probably going to feel less motivated. You're going to get more tired. And that way, if you leave the biggest thing till the end of the day, you're probably not going to do it or you're not going to complete it to the highest of standards. So try and eat the frog. On a similar note, don't schedule 22 hours of work in the 24-hour day. Your productivity goes down throughout the day. You're going to get more tired. You're going to get lethargic. The quality of your work might go down. So if you work for hours on end, you're just going to burn out or you're really not going to be completing things to the best of your abilities. Something that I, like I said at the start, I'm very guilty of doing and I'm really trying to cut that back and focus on just having a really productive few hours of my day so that I can relax in the evenings instead of giving myself a headache work until literally until I go to bed okay the next tip has actually just reminded me that I really need to drink some more water today but stay hydrated I know for me it's very easy for me to forget to drink when I'm working and when I'm on the go all the time I find that I've I've gone like an hour without having a sip of water which is really long time for me and then I start getting a headache and I feel dehydrated and it can really just lead to me feeling like sluggish and tired so make sure that you have a bottle of water right next to your desk or you always take one with you on the go if your job kind of involves doing errands and being out and about just make sure you always have water with you to stay hydrated avoid that headache and stay energized for the day you're really going to see an increase in your productivity when you do this. If you're working quite long hours, make sure you schedule in short rest breaks. Literally set a timer for each task. So you could do 25 or 55 minutes of work and then five minutes rest for a break just after it. And whilst you're on your break, if most of your work involves being sat down in a chair in front of your laptop, use that five minutes to get up, stretch your legs, walk around, get away from the laptop screen, maybe do some yoga for five minutes or stretching. Just get the blood flow in, get some steps in, just clear your mind for a little bit before you go back to your work. You will find if you take short regular rest breaks that you're going to be super productive because you're giving your brain and your body that bit that necessary break for it to kind of reset and recover. Be proactive but not reactive. Don't let the little things that pop up throughout your day distract you or annoy you. For example, and I'm quite guilty of this to be fair, if I'm doing work and an email pops up on my laptop as I'm in the middle of doing something, I will look at the email, I'll open it because I kind of, it's like I need to know what's in the email and then if the email has something that I need to take action on, I'll end up doing that instead of focusing on what I was originally doing 
and it just ends up being a mess because I'm halfway through doing two different things. So in this scenario, I would say set aside time to answer your emails, but don't let them determine what your day is going to look like. Don't open that email as soon as it comes through. And I know it's tempting and you want to know what's in there, but maybe even try and sign out of your emails or close down the emails app on your Mac so that it doesn't pop up when you're in the middle of doing something. And then after you've done your task, you can then look at your emails. Because if, if you think about it, like one small email could ruin your whole day because you've opened it at the wrong time. It's put you in a bad mood. It's something negative. It's some bad news. And then your whole day is just thrown off. So try and be proactive, but not reactive. The next two are kind of obvious ones that can be applied to pretty much anything, but make sure you're eating well and you're getting in your exercise and your steps. Feeding your brain with proper food makes such a big difference. The healthy foods that contain the vitamins, the minerals, the fatty acids, these are cofactors. They're kind of helpers, I guess, if you could say that, in essential processes in our bodies. And this includes metabolism, inflammation, antioxidation. And this includes metabolism, which is going to feed your brain with the energy it needs to stay productive. If you want, if you have really busy days and you don't find you have time to plan or cook good meals, plan out your meals in advance and kind of prepare them in advance so you can have them at your desk ready for your lunch break when you're in the middle of doing work. It'll also stop you kind of grabbing unhealthy snacks when you're busy working all day. You could also create your own little snacks like some healthy cookies or some healthy brownies or even just make up a little salad or some fruit and nuts so you can snack on that whilst you're doing work throughout the day just to avoid you grabbing those unhealthy snacks and on a similar note if you're feeling unproductive or sluggish just get up and go for a walk do some steps make sure that you're still getting in your exercise especially if your job requires you to be sat at a desk all day movement is shown to actually stimulate thought and creativity if you notice how everybody when they're trying to think of something, they pace up and down. And this is because that movement actually stimulates the blood flow into your brain and it can help you with your productivity, can help you think of new ideas and become more creative and concentrate. So of course as well, there are health benefits to actually getting up and walking around and moving your body and that can't be neglected just because you're trying to be productive all day. So those are my, and the final tip, which I'm going to quickly skim over, is make sure you're getting in enough sleep. We all know this by now, six to eight hours is ideal. If you don't get enough sleep, you're going to be unproductive because you're not going to be able to concentrate the next day. You're going to feel lethargic, tired, hungry, fed up. So make sure you try and get some good sleep hygiene in. So those are my top tips on how you can be more productive. Let me know over on Instagram what your favourite tip was or what you do to be more productive at Finding My Fit Podcast. If you want to join my weekly mailing list, I'm sending out a bunch of affirmations every single week. You can sign up over on finding-my-fit.com. It's on the homepage. Just enter your email and you will get positive affirmations to your inbox every week. Thank you so much for listening. I hope it was helpful and I'll see you in the next one.